0: with upper cumberland coaches and players
1: upperman wins their fourth straight region championship monterey comes up short at oneida and cookville's playoff hopes are dashed in manchester
0: from ucsportsnation.com this is the high school playbook the upper cumberland's place to talk prep sports built by mountain barn builders Quality products, a high level of workmanship, mountain barn builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range.
1: The biggest week of the 2021 high school football season thus far is in the books. Week nine is coming, gone. Region championships have been determined. Playoff spots have been clinched, and still a lot to be determined. In the last couple of weeks, we have a lot to talk about today. Here on the High School Playbook, coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. A lot of big games last night. We're going to be talking to Upperman Head Coach Adam Kane here in just a few moments as his bees clinched the Region 4-4-A Championship last night in Smithville. We'll talk to Scott Hughes, the Monterey Wildcats. A huge game last night as they traveled up to Oneida in a big battle in Region 2-2-A last night. Derek Samber of Stone Memorial will be joining us via telephone today as they had a big matchup with uh, Macon County last evening out of Region 44 a DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp will stop by live this morning. We will talk to him about his Tigers' tough game against the Upperman Bees last night. Sean Loftus of Jackson County, a big matchup for them against Smith County. And then Kerry Johnson of York Institute will also join us via televote. Coming up later on in the show. Right now, let's hit the Friday night scoreboard. It was Opperman, as we mentioned, a huge win last night in Smithville over to Cab County. Opperman rallied from a 7-3 deficit at the half, and they went at 24-14. That for the Bees, their fourth consecutive region championship and, of course, moving up to Class 4A this year. And the Bees have won 21 games in a row against region opposition. Congratulations to Coach Kane and the Upperman Bees football team. Macon County, they clinch a home playoff game in the first round with a 21-19 exciting win over Stone Memorial in Lafayette last night. Macon County, the two teams back and forth all night, a very physical football game, eats out the victory. Monterey, tough luck on the road last night. The Wildcats playing catch-up most of the night. And they just couldn't quite get caught up. They had an opportunity to recover an onside kick in the game's final minute. But Oneida able to recover and hold on for a 20-13 victory. Coffee County over Cookville, 27-7 last night, as the Cavaliers are officially eliminated from the playoff race. It was York Institute at home, falling last night to Gibbs, 41-13. The Dragons, they have already clinched their playoff berth. They will have a region game in Week 11. They'll prepare for the Clay County Bulldogs coming up in Week 10. Shelbyville over Warren County, 41-26, ending the Pioneers' chances at a potential region championship. The Pioneers are locked into the number four seed out of Region 36A. Clay County, a big non-region win last night to stay undefeated. It was the Bulldogs 41, Grundy County 21, as Clay County improves to 8-0 on the season. Smith County over Jackson County, 35-7. The final score is Smith County sets themselves up to play East Nashville for the Region 5 3 a Championship. Jackson County has clinched a playoff berth. They will play Stratford for third place coming up on October 29th. And the Cannon County Lions last night, a big win over Community, 56-30. to 30. Cannon County will actually be playing for their region championship out of 4 3 a coming up on October 29th. But the big story last night, the Upperman Bees, as again we mentioned, their fourth consecutive region championship. Coach Adam Kane joining us via telephone this morning. Coach, did you ever have a moment last night where you felt like you could finally
2: breathe? No, no, not at all. Not until, you know, 39 seconds left when we finally put a, you know, a two score lead up there, but, um, you know, hats off to them. I, I knew going in the, that they were playing good ball and, and, uh, you know, kind of felt, you know, going in there that they, they, uh, you know, were going to give it a, a really good run at us. And, um, you know we it, it was you know we made some a couple self inflicted wounds with some turnovers and uh and maybe busted a coverage or two but um you know it, it was good and i was very proud of our our guys that we were able to you know kind of stabilize there in the second half and and uh you know so far this year we we've, we've been somewhat of a second half team so um you know it was good to to be able to you know, get our offense going and, and uh, put some points on the board. And, and uh, but but again, they uh, they played really well. And, and uh, that dagger no, number five, Knowles, is you know he's one of the best players we've played this year. So um, it was tough, but uh, yeah, we were able to pull it out, and I'm, I'm proud for that. Coach,
1: it's a seven to three game at the half. DeKalb County with the lead, just holding you to three points. Were they doing something defensively, maybe that that was frustrating your offense a little bit in that
2: first half? Uh, you know, a little bit, yeah. Not not really frustrating, but I think we were, you know, having to figure out that it was it was kind of tough sledding um, with their. They got some big boys on the on the. Uh, basically I guess the the wide side of the field on their defense and and maybe we were a little bit stubborn trying to you know just um, stick the ball in in, in between them guys and and they were stoning us pretty good we we were able to throw the ball we probably should have should have done that a little more in the first half and then we had the two turnovers, or, or excuse me, the one turnover on in, in the first half when we were driving. So um, all that put together, you know, they they played a pretty good game. They, I tell you one thing that that I did notice, they were they were really um, tackling well and uh, you know getting a lot of uh, guys to the football. And and again, I think they really wanted that game. So uh, a lot, all those factors kind of contributed contributed to to us getting you know just three points to half.
1: in the third quarter in fact as the third quarter's winding down you get a 54-yard touchdown pass as uh, tie hooks up with daniel metzger what what broke free on that play and that seemed like kind of a momentum shifter there what what happened on that play
2: yeah they were kind of uh, you know surprisingly they went to a little bit of uh or not a little bit a lot of uh man coverage against us to I guess they were uh, more committed to stopping the run and uh, we, we we sort of figured that out and, and uh, you know, Ty throws a pretty good slant and, and Daniel, you know, is a, is a dynamic receiver so it, it, we called the play and got the coverage we wanted and, and, you know, Daniel told me last night when he came up and lined up, he, he knew he was going to score by the way the guy lined so it was, uh, you know, a good play call, and and, um, and obviously the execution was good, and um, but but that's kind of what we were seeing all night is a little more loaded box, you know, to stop our run game. I think uh, I think they kind of had Knowles uh, number five, uh, you know, keeping an eye on Ty in terms of you know not letting him be a you know a huge factor in the run game as well. So we did have to adjust and. And throw the ball, and I and I think we, uh, you know, our our passing output was the highest we had of the season, and and we also had two touchdown passes. So it's all kind of indicative of what they were trying to do, and and us finally adjusting to it, and and uh, and, and and it was good we did because we needed you know every point. They're they're a
1: good offensive team, coach, and to hold them to 14 points, and you mentioned Knowles, he is a Uh, you know kind of a jack of all trades he can do so many things your defense seemed like it had a great night last night how proud of you of that unit to hold them to 14.
2: Yeah I am proud of uh, how we played you know I think we we gave up you know two um two two plays I wish we could have back um you know the two touchdown passes Um, But other than that, we really made them work for what they got. I think they had right at 246 yards of total offense. And, um, you know, uh, we did a good job. You know, our plan kind of coming in was to, you know, to try to get hands on Knowles. And, uh, you know, I'd watched him on film, and then I went last week and watched him in person pretty much just take over games. So I didn't want him to it just get loose. But I, I'll say this. Coach Trapp does a good job of, you know, putting him in the wildcat formation and, and letting him run the ball. And then he'll line him up all over the place, um, you know, in the, in the slide, in the number three position, and he'll put him outside. And, and, and then last night he had a little wing set that he was using him in. So at times it was tough for us to, to do what we had prepared – Excuse me, Prepared for all week, but um, you know, I thought our guys battled, and, and we, we were able to get a little pass rush and, and really kind of, um, you know, hurry up that quarterback. But I will say this: the two times where he had time, he uh, threw good balls and, and put points on the board. But you know, we got to shore up some things in the secondary. But over overall, I was I was like you said, I was very pleased to hold them 14 points. The
1: Upperman bees, the Region Four Four A champions. Coach, does it mean a little bit more knowing you moved up to Class Four A and still was able to repeat as Region champions this year?
2: Well, I, you know, I, it's too early for me to even think think like that. <laughs> I I know we got a good Walker Valley team coming in uh, next week, and then Livingston after that. So I, I, I'm not really smart enough to to look ahead. I know we got two more regular season games, and and um, you know, so I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy last night's win, and then you know try to get focused on these next two.
1: Well, coach, we wish you the best of luck in those next two games. Congratulations on the region championship last night, and uh, we look forward to see what the Upperman Bees are going to do the rest of the season throughout the playoffs. Good luck to you.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me on today. With the region
1: championship, Upperman does clinch the number one spot out of region 4-4-A for the upcoming playoffs. Region 4-4-A will match up with region 3-4-A in the opening round of the playoffs. Macon County is number two. DeKalb County and Stone Memorial will meet on October 29th. The winner of that game will be the number three seed out of 4-4-A. The loser of that game will be number four. All four playoff spots are determined out of Region 4, 4A. The Monterey Wildcats went up to 09. 9 last night. We'll talk to Coach Scott Hughes when we come back to the High School Playbook coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, presented by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook continues. Meet the athletes in your backyard. ucsportsnation.com.
1: Of course, Upperman to Cap County, the big matchup last night in the Upper Cumberland and uh, out of Region 4-4A. But another big game last night, Region 2-2A. The Monterey Wildcats went up to East Tennessee to take on Oneida last night in a game that if Monterey would have pulled out the victory, they would have clinched the Region 2-2A championship. Unfortunately for them, Oneida comes away with a 20-13 victory. And now it's a wait-and-see kind of uh, mode there for these two teams in Rockwood as well. Coach Scott Hughes from the Monterey Wildcats joining us. Coach, it was a huge game last night, but you've had fall break for the last couple of weeks. Do you feel like maybe that your team's focus was just a little bit off going into that game last night?
3: Uh, We were, and we had warned them about it since Sunday. Uh, We warned them about it the, the week before, actually and uh, that that they would have to be very mature and and get into their normal routine. And, um, you know, I I just don't feel that we did that. Um, You know, I think we got caught uh, score-watching in some regards uh, because Oneida had lost a a region game previously, and and we warned our kids, you know, going in that it was their senior night, it was their last region game, and and they were playing for the same things we were. And, uh, you know, the first quarter of the game kind of dictated – uh, that, and you could tell pregame that their kids were, were fired up and their kids were emotional, and, and we didn't match that early. And then, uh, you know, it kind of took us a step back, and, and it took us a moment to realize, hey, we're, we're going to have to fight to get out of here. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we're on worst tonight and uh, so that that's uh, a lesson that we've got to learn from.
1: I'm going to fast forward in the game just a little bit because I know the last minute of the game was a bit exciting. You guys get a touchdown and have a chance to recover an onside kick. Uh, what all happened during that time and kind of what was the mood of the team knowing that still it's a long shot but you got a chance there in that final minute
3: well you know uh, the the one thing i will say I, I wouldn't trade these young men for anything and i've said that all year good bad or other uh because they're fighters and 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 because of their mentality and, and even when we were down early you know, you, you saw the effort from our team was still there. They they were fighting. They never gave up. And, and in that, that last uh, sequence, it, it was the same process. Uh, I mean, you know, we had uh, guys on the field that, that had played every snap, and, and it was just a brutally physical game last night. If, if you watched the front seven uh, on both sides, it was just a, a I, I mean, a, a grueling physically game. And, and you know, you take a young man like Matthew Montgomery; he's playing inside linebacker and then playing quarterback. And uh, you take Mason Bowman, who, who last night, you know, kind of become our sole tailback because of an injury on the first play of the game. Uh, you know he, you know he gets you know twenty four, twenty five carries, two or three catches, and then also goes and plays inside linebacker for every play. But I think two plays. Um, so you know, and then when you look at your offensive line and defensive line um you know there's too many names to name, but you know they they fought and and it was a a, a hard night uh, in the rain and and you tip your hat to night on how physical they are um you know when you can roll out five linemen that goes 280 plus and, and you know one of them's over 300 and one of them goes 350 um you know it's just a dynamic that, that it's hard to prep for. It's a dynamic that that that's hard to play against. Uh, because of how big and and how physical they are, but the the last sequence though, um, you know, we're we're in our no hole stuff, and and we make some plays, and our kids never fought, and and uh, you know we score with with you know I guess 50 seconds left or whatever it was, and um, you know when you when you go even go watch the inside kick, you know we've got bodies around the football, and we're fighting for the football, uh, knowing that that knowing that you know there there's just a few kicks on the clock but they played to the very last second uh the way that you would hope that that our young men would would honor the game and and honor those that played before them and i think they done that
1: we're speaking with coach scott hughes from the monterey wildcats monterey falling at Oneida last night 20 to the, 20 to 13 here on the uh, high school playbook presented by mountain barn builders you mentioned the physicality we knew coming into this game coach i know you knew it was going to be physical and then you talk about the size Boy, you can't prep for size a whole lot for sure, but was the game even more physical than maybe you expected it would be?
3: Uh, no, not really. I mean, we knew it was going to be a knockdown drag out because of their style, and and, and we knew that they were going to do some things um, to try to limit what we do. And, and, you know, in the box they had seven guys. You know, the, the smallest guy they had in the box was 210. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, when you don't have the the sheer mass it, it, you know to match that it, even though our young men are 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 very capable uh you know mass weighs on just it just weighs on you after a while um and it's hard to move and and so they did a good job of of taking away some running lanes and and we didn't do a good job at times of, of doing what we were supposed to do um but you know we had told them if you can match their intensity and, and withstand the first punch, kind of like a, a, a UFC fight or a boxing match. You know, you got to withstand that first flurry of of just wild and and all that. And, and we didn't do a good job of that. We give up a couple big plays um, early where, where we were telling them what was coming. You know, you, you, we're standing on the sideline telling our kids what plays coming, and uh, you know they we, we didn't we didn't match it. And, uh, and then we have another turnover on their side of the field, gave them a short field. Um, so we, we didn't do a good job withstanding that first, that first flurry of them. And, uh, you know, like I said, they had all the emotion. They had all the same things that, that we were playing for. Uh, but, you know, the, the beauty of it is uh, we still have an opportunity to go into more football games, uh, but we're going to have our hands full in those two games. We're on the road next week at Bledsoe County. Uh, we still have an opportunity to host a playoff game. And and we still have an opportunity to play in the postseason. And and that's something that as a program we're focused on. And we talked about last night when we got off the bus that there's still everything that we wanted to achieve except for one goal um, that's still obtainable. And and realistically, you know, losing the week nine, if you you win playoff games, nobody cares what happened in week nine.
1: Absolutely. And, Coach, I know you're focused 100% on Bledsoe County and, again, playing up at a larger school, but you're going – you've got to be looking a little bit ahead at week 11, Oneida, Monterey, and Rockwood, each with one region loss. You guys play Wartburg, and, of course, Rockwood gets York, and if you and Rockwood win out, everybody's 3-1, and one, and then it goes to head-to-head, correct?
3: Uh, If it's a three-way tie, it goes to overall record, which Oneida would own that. Um, and then once you break the three-way tie, then it goes to head-to-head, and, and if we can beat Wartburg – uh, and and keep it at three and one, then then we would own the head to head over Rockwood, and and so we would still have a chance to host, which is huge, to give your seniors another opportunity to play in their stadium, and uh, and once you get in the postseason, all bets are off. Um, you know, there's teams every year that are two and eight, and they make it to the semifinals or the finals, and and so all you know. It's kind of that old adage, uh, you know, like they talk about in poker. All you're looking for is a chip and a right. chair, and you got a <laughs> chance. And and so that's kind of how we are. Uh, if we can, you know, just get in, uh, then you got a chance.
1: Absolutely, Monterey Coach Scott Hughes joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. Coach, best of luck to you in these last two regular season games, and we'll talk to you down the
3: road. Thank you very much. Look, looking forward to it.
1: All four teams of Region 2-2-A have clinched their playoff berths. Oneida, Monterey, Rockwood, and York Institute. All that's left to be determined will be positioning, and that will be determined the last week of the regular season on October 29th. Another big game last night involved Stone Memorial and Macon County. Also a battle for playoff positioning. Macon County ekes out a 21-19 win in another great game last night. Coach Derek Samber of Stone Memorial joins us by, via telephone. Coach, how tough was it to lose such a close game knowing what all was at stake last night?
4: Yeah, it was uh, a really good competitive ballgame, Tom. Uh, Macon County's always got a, a difficult atmosphere to go get a win in. Uh, kind of had that, that air, that feeling that there was a lot of on the line. Uh, with reaching standings and playoff seating, and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, kids make plays. Uh, just disappointing the way it played
1: out then. Coach, at what point did you feel like maybe was there a momentum shift that you felt like you had some momentum, but then it, it went over to the Macon County side? Was there a lot of that, or just any one point, maybe there was a big shift in momentum?
4: Well, give Macon County a lot of credit. They played well. Coach Schultz does a great job. Uh, we came out strong, which has kind of been our M.O. Tom uh, scored on our first drive. Uh, and then later on in the first half, they blocked the punt, which is something we've done several times this year. And, uh, the, the opening kickoff of the second half, uh, they onside kicked it and recovered, which is something else we've had some success with. So, so they pulled a couple things from us in the kicking game that we had been executing this year. And uh, I think those couple kicking miscues, uh we're were probably those
1: momentum shifters are referencing. You mentioned kicking game and a lot and I see more and more emphasis being put on special teams in high school football. Is that something that you you all at Stone Memorial really have put a lot of emphasis on to try at times for those big momentum shifts with a big special teams play.
4: Yeah, and they're big and big games for sure, Tom. Uh and it is it's something we put emphasis on and we didn't execute last night. We uh I think it's six out of eight ballgames this year we've had a special team to more defensive score, uh, and we didn't have one last night. That being said, we allowed them to make a couple plays in the kicking game that, that were probably the difference in the ballgame.
1: Coach, are there are still a couple of things maybe that, that maybe frustrates you a little bit as a coach that you feel like your team needs to be doing better, especially at this late stage of the regular season with the playoffs coming up. A, a couple of areas that you still want your team to focus on?
4: The biggest thing, Tom, it, it, it's frustrating when our our kids made as many plays and did as many good things as we did last night. Uh, we got hard to keep our composure. Uh, we're a really young football team. We start uh, a lot more sophomores than we do seniors. Uh, we're only playing about a handful of seniors right now, and, and that showed, you know. And, and these kids, it's still uh, for a lot of our kids. Last night was their eighth start in high school football. Uh, and we've got to learn to kind of have some, some mental toughness and composure uh, when things aren't going our way uh, and just calm down in line up for the next snap. Uh, and that's something that certainly will emphasize in the last couple of ballgames of the regular
1: season. We're speaking with Coach Derek Samber of the Stone Memorial Panthers. Stone Memorial falls 21-19 at Macon County last night here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you've seen everybody – in person other than DeKalb County. You'll have them in Week 11. For me, looking at teams one through four, you're talking about Upperman, making DeKalb, Stone. Four very tough, gritty, competitive football teams. In my opinion, there's not a whole lot of difference in the top four. What's your take on that, knowing that you've seen at least a couple of those and you're at least familiar with DeKalb County?
4: Yeah, you said it, Tom. Uh, and again, I can't speak for DeKalb, but... Uh I think the three of us are all very competitive. I know Uppermann uh, made some big plays on making that we weren't able to and extended uh, the difference in that ball game a little bit, but absolutely, I think uh, I think all the coaches in our region are doing a tremendous job. I think they're all really competitive, uh, and I guess right now in terms of the seedings, uh, we're in that top four, and I, I do think that... I do think that any of us could beat each other on any given uh, night. Uh, I saw the score of the up and Cab game. I don't know how that played out, but it sounds like that was a tight ball game in itself. Uh, obviously, we had one that was a uh, very slim margin last night. I know making it the Cab was a similar score, similar difference in, in score uh, to our ball game. But uh, all the coaches in our region are doing a great job. I think we do. We've got pretty competitive kids throughout. Uh, and it makes for good high school football games. Just hope we get back on
1: the right side of them uh, with the final region game of the year. Coach Samber, I want to go back to something you spoke about a few moments ago, having more sophomores than seniors. They're always growing pains with youth, and sophomores are, are kind of, a, I guess, a unique class in that they've had a year of high school football, but they're still learning the game. What kind of challenges having especially a big sophomore class, what kind of challenges does that pose for you in, you know, really trying to get them where you want them?
4: Uh, uh, you got to remember their kids, Tom, and it poses all the same challenges that, that just deal with teenage young men in general, you know, 15-year-old uh, young men uh, up and down and hormones and, and uh, <laughs> you know, wanting to respond and wanting to, to puff their chest out and, and and show that they're an alpha uh, and then the next play be a disappointment or dis- discouraged. Uh So, yeah, I, I think as a coach, you've got to uh, hold them to a high standard, uh, make sure you know or they know that you care about them as people, uh, and, and then set a good example. I think as, as a coaching staff, we've got to keep our composure, model the right things, uh, and as I said before, hold them to a high standard.
1: A very unique age for sure, and, boy, if, uh, if guys like us could go back and talk to our 15-year-old selves, boy, <laughs> the things we could say. That's the truth, Tom, absolutely. Coach Derek Samper from Stone Memorial has been our guest this morning on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, good luck at Kingston next week, and we'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate you, Tom. Take care. We will talk with DeKalb County head football coach Steve Trapp live when we come back to Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: Buffaloes and Blue Devils and Bulldogs. We've got your team covered. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
1: It was an electric atmosphere in Smithville last night. A huge game between DeKalb County and the Upperman Bees. Upperman pulls out a 24-14 victory. DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp joining us here on the high school playbook. Coach, it was the Titans game of the week. Uh, I know fans were highly anticipating it. Thankfully, the weather. uh, Some folks weren't so lucky, but the the rain missed you guys. What was that atmosphere like uh, going into the game last night?
5: Uh, It's just a great atmosphere. Uh, You know, for a lot of years at DeKalb County, playing football in October probably didn't mean a whole lot. That's one thing that we kindly talked to our guys about is just having the opportunity to play meaningful games uh, late in the season. And that's sort of what we've been able to do over the last decade or so. And um, anytime you're playing a football team coached by Coach Kane and uh, the quality athletes that Upperman has, you know, we knew what was at stake. Uh, we knew what kind of football game it could be, and uh, we wanted it to be, and, uh, and it turned into that. It was a really good football game. If you was a fan, it was a very exciting game. I think lead changes multiple times within the game, uh, close game all the way down to the end, and uh, they put one in there with about 40 seconds left to go to move it a little further. But very physical game. Uh, you know, Again, really proud of the way our guys played. Difference probably is about three or four plays and mistakes that we made.
1: It's a 7 3 game at the half, and when you look at the, you know, plentiful weapons at Upperman's disposal on offense, you had to be proud of how the defense played. What were you able to do to kind of, you know, maybe get to their offense in the first half? It's
5: just simply doing our job. Uh, you know, we don't want it to be complex, especially on that side of the football. Is, uh most important thing to do is to get it aligned you know, so get a line know your assignment and then get the job done our guys have been doing a great job with that defensively over the last month uh you know coming off a shutout last week so just really uh doing a good job shout out to coach Shaw and coach Rathmon with all the preparation they put into that but uh and then ultimately our guys uh you know just playing extremely hard understanding how physical and what type of football game it was going to be uh, a lot of runs in there as well so Uh, just proud of those guys Uh, you know offensively it's always a challenge and a chore uh, going against those guys but uh, you know we made some plays in the passing game had the had had the ball moving and Understanding you got to be good on first down to have a chance on third down. So when we wasn't successful in the first half on offense, it was either a first down penalty uh, or we had it in short, and, uh, short uh, yardage on third down but had a penalty there as well. So we only had the ball, I think, maybe four times in the first half Wow! with how everything was going. You know, both teams was kind of controlling the clock there. But uh, like I said, a few mistakes there in the second half. You know, they made some for themselves in the first half, but ours come late and ultimately cost us.
1: You were talking about time of possession. I wanted to, it was something I was looking at it in the stats, and I think you guys were at 19-11 for the game, and I know you like to have the ball in your hands. Was that a factor you felt like they were trying to control time of possession, and likewise, was that something you wanted to control, knowing what kind of weapons they have as well?
5: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of been Coach Kane's M.O. He wants to grind that clock out and then play stellar defense, and, uh, you know, it's been very good for him, and, you know, that's something that we can do, but – You know, our first touchdown, it was a two-play drive. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, all of theirs, they kindly moved the ball, you know, down the field in which we had some of those as well. But – Uh, Yeah, possession, limit our offensive opportunities. Uh, But then, again, the mistakes kind of got us in the end.
1: They had a 54-yard touchdown pass late third quarter. What happened on that play with the defense that uh, allowed them to strike on a big play and gain their first lead, I assume, of the football game at that point?
5: Uh, It's a great play call on their part. You know, our guys, you know, again, we talk about assignment, alignment, uh, you know, doing all that. They did that. Uh, That one there, you just, you know, when it comes down to X's and O's and the chalkboard, uh, they kind of got us on that one, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So a good call on their end, great execution on their end. Uh, missed a tackle right there at the back end, where to where they could have got a first down or maybe a twenty yard play. But uh, when it got to that point, it was a one on one situation. So, you know, just sometimes you got to tip your hat to that other team on a good play call. And our, our, like I said, it wasn't blown on our part, but uh, just a good play call on theirs.
1: We're speaking with Coach Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Uh, Coach, what's changed about your football team since early in the season? You kind of got off to a bit of a slow start. I know a frustrating loss for you at Watertown, but since from that point on you've won four in a row and, and played a great football game last night. What do you think maybe has changed for the team since early in the season?
5: Well, I mean, it's uh, we've talked before about this. You know, we've kindly done this the last couple of years, and um, – that is frustrating to me because of everything that we talk to these guys about leading up to the season and, and how we want to start and how we want to play. Um, injuries play into it a little bit. That changed, you know, some of the things that we've done. Um, an injury to our quarterback actually changed our offense to the positive, I believe, on right. some of the other stuff that we can do with Isaac Nodes and things like that. But, um, you know, again, we talked to our guys about buying into the process are you going to learn from your coaches or are you going to learn from experience? I think they learn from experience early on. And, and when you struggle, those type of experience will either make you cower down or rise up. So kudos to our guys for actually rising up. They have played really good football over the last five weeks. Again, we just got to make sure that every single snap and play that we're locked in and, you know, try to limit our mistakes.
1: Coming out of a loss, I know you never want to lose, but what are some things you felt like you came away feeling good about after last night's game?
5: Well, like I said, our kids' fault. Our kids played physical, and that's what we told them that we needed to do. Um, but really, no matter what football game we play or who we played against, that's what you got to have. It's, it's the sport of football, uh, the physical aspect. Uh, can be one that can weigh on your opponent you know our opponent last night that's what they hang their hat on as well and that's why we knew it was going to be that type of football game so I think we've got a tough football team we got a gritty football team I had three seniors that were not able to play last week mm-hmm. so the guys that we put in in their positions or had to move around you know we only got 38 guys in pads so uh, those guys stepped up and gave us their all you know one of those seniors is, you know, Solace Cross, his season is done. He won't be able to come back and play with us. But hopefully the other two, its you know, one starter in the secondary, our other one is Nathaniel Crook, our other running back. So hopefully they'll be healed up enough to finish out this season and hopefully make a deep playoff run. Coach Trap,
1: stick around for a few minutes. You're going to be joined with by Isaiah Harrington, senior football player for the Tigers. When we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: Warriors and Cavaliers in action. Wildcats and Panthers on the prowl. We've got them covered. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook.
1: The High School Playbook coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. That means it's Saturday morning. That means we're talking high school football. DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp joining us. And in a moment, we're going to talk to Isaiah Harrington, senior for the DeKalb County football team. Coach Trapp, what makes this senior class for your DeKalb County Tigers special this year?
5: Well, I mean, high school football, your seniors, uh, you know, they're huge. We don't have a lot of seniors. I think seven or eight guys is all we've got. But uh, And for the majority of those guys, they're out there producing for us or have the opportunity to, to produce. You know, as far as leadership goes, uh, you know, especially the ones that's been in there for four years, uh, you know, our our Tiger Pride concept, we just tell them in January, we get them together and just, if you're a four-year senior, you've played under three three other groups of seniors, what did you like about those groups, what did you not like? Right. And then make sure that you grow and, you know, you, you do want to leave a positive legacy, not only for yourself as a senior leader in this football team, but as a group, as a whole. Um, we're never satisfied with how much they can do for us. So we're always constantly asking them and all of our players, you know, what can you do to better yourself as an individual that will help this football team? You know, our servant attitude, uh, our servant leadership, that's where it all starts with us. Uh, we got some great football players, but I want them to be greater servants. Um, And I think that will lead to what type of young men and players that we want to have on the football field.
1: We have Isaiah Harrington. He is a senior middle linebacker. Fullback, tight end—sounds like a, uh, many a position, Isaiah. It's good to have you with us this morning. And uh, as Coach Trap is talking about the seniors, what uh, what does it feel like to be a senior on this football team? Does it feel like these four years have kind of blown right by you? Uh,
6: yes. Football uh, football's flown by. I can remember uh, playing freshman year. Um, I actually uh, moved to the cab uh, last year. Was my first season here, but I still remember football. I'm um, going through high school. First game, it's like. What am I doing? And then it's like getting going. It's like getting your momentum. And now, crap, I'm looking at our last home game coming next week. Um, so it's just crazy how it's flowing by. Um, Tiger Pride has just been awesome, and it's been a great experience playing so far. What do you think really makes this team special this season? Uh, special. Uh, we've really um, bonded, I'd say, pretty good. As seniors have uh, made it a habit to Every uh, Thursday before the game or day before the game, we'd go out and hang out and just uh, bond. And uh, When you have that family aspect, it just makes it that much more to play for each other and play as a family. Coach Trapp, since he began
1: at DeKalb County back quite a few years ago, has always emphasized Tiger Pride, that from the get-go. What does Tiger Pride mean to you personally, and what do you feel like it means
6: to the football team and the program itself? Uh, well, Tiger Pride, uh, for us players, are um, paying it back to people. He always says that um, how much we can play, how hard we play, um, just uh, can impact those around us. Um, Tiger Pride, uh, we had a big thing during our winter workouts and just uh, being able to share about the different um, things of the word, um, trust, integrity, guts, uh, execution, resilience, and then going to Pride, passion, purpose, um, all those different words and just what that means, you really got to, dig into that and learn it, Um, and if you really buy into that, I think whether or not you win or lose, you still are going to have a great season, and if you don't win football games, you sure will win in life because those aspects that he implies just will really help you out in the real world.
1: We're speaking with DeKalb County senior Isaiah Harrington here on the High School Playbook. Isaiah, you play both offense and defense. Do do you like one side of the ball better than the other?
6: Uh, Yes, I do like uh, defense a little better. I've played that um, more. Um, I like hitting people, tackling people, and it's just fun to do that. But when I get on offense, I get to hit people too, block them, and it's awesome to see if we can score as well. So
1: That's what I was going to say. The positions you play, you probably get an opportunity to hit people on both sides of the ball, really. <laughs> so that's, that's a lot of fun. Looking ahead, last two games, you mentioned the last home game of the regular season coming up. How does that make you feel, knowing that you know one more home game in your high school career?
6: Well, it just makes me want to think about what all I can give just to make this last game one to remember um, at home game. But then it makes me think how much more I want to work into the playoffs that we can just continue this season and continue to make it go as long as possible that we can play the game I love.
1: Well, Isaiah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We wish you the best throughout the rest of the season, Coach Trap. I think he may have a broadcasting future. He's got to, he got a great presence about this young man here. Uh,
5: he's a special guy. Like I said, we, uh, we we're grateful that he did move down here from the Dakotas, and you know he was a defensive MVP of the region last year for a reason. But uh, as good as football player he is, he's an even better human being. Coach Steve Trap,
1: we appreciate you stopping by this morning. You got good pasture, I know, coming up next Friday night. So good luck there, and against Stone Memorial in Week Eleven, and We'll be keeping tabs on the DeKalb County Tigers. Good luck to you.
5: Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it.
1: Coach Steve Trapp joining us here from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. We'll talk some Jackson County football when we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: No one covers your favorite high school teams like we do. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
1: Jackson County Blue Devils had a big game last night as they traveled over to Carthage to Owl Stadium to take on the Owls with uh, still potentially a home playoff game in the works. Unfortunately, Jackson County came out on the short end of a 35-7 score against the Owls. Coach Sean Loftus of the Blue Devils joining us here on the high school playbook. Coach, you and I spoke earlier in the week, and one thing I know you were concerned about, the size that Smith County has in their trenches. How much was Smith County size a factor in last night's game?
7: Uh, It was a huge factor. Um, They're sitting there playing with five linemen across the board at, you know, 330, 290, 280-ish or whatever, and, um, you know, you could take, <laughs> unfortunately, you could take two of the kids, and I'm lining up across of them, and, and combining their weight and not equaling one uh, of those kids. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and uh, but you know, my kids, I'm, I'm proud of our effort. Uh, you know, there's, you know, we got down twenty-eight to nothing, and, um, you know, in the whole second half, I mean, I was, I was really, really proud that we, you know, we just didn't lay down. We, we kept fighting. We kept clawing. And you know, we were a little banged up. But, I mean, you know, my kids just kept fighting and and playing hard. And and in Smith County, uh, you know, they're they're a good football team. Uh, and I, I feel like you know they're just improving each and every week. And uh, uh, you know, Coach Dyer and his staff, uh, you know, you know, again, they're doing a tremendous job down there. And uh, just wish them the best of luck.
1: Talk about the adjustments in, that you made at halftime, you know, when you go in and you, you really scrapped and battled in the second half. What was it that you adjusted that you felt like helped your team to play better football in the second half?
7: Well, we just went – I mean, there in the first uh, quarter, uh, we, we kind of tweaked our defense a little bit, uh, some alignment stuff. But uh, just to try to, uh, I guess, compensate uh, for their size and uh, – and it was really mainly because of uh, you know what they like to do. We tried to take away their strong side run game, um, and you know they kind of saw that rather quickly. And we had we had to adjust and go back just to our base and and uh, uh, defense, and you know, and that was sometime in the uh, second quarter. But uh, you know, our kids uh, again. I mean. It wasn't nothing that we did at halftime, it was, you know, we did it in the second quarter and they just continued to – we I think we just played better out of you know, they started running some weak side runs on us, uh, and we had to get out of that defense that we had originally designed. uh but uh but again, I mean I can't fault my kids. I mean they we knew that uh, you know, their their size, um uh, and and with them coming downhill on you with a. Uh, you know, another big kid, 200 pound, you know, quarterback or a uh, 185 pound uh, uh, running back. I mean, it. Uh, you know, that it kind of uh, took its toll. But uh, but again, I like I said, I was uh, I was definitely. You know, I'm, I'm happy for my kids that we continued to to fight and battle and uh, uh, we just didn't give up.
1: We're talking with Jackson County head football coach Sean Loftus on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Jackson County falls at Smith County, thirty-five-seven last night. Coach, on the scoring drive, what came together for your team on that scoring drive? Just kind of walk us through the the process and what happened on that drive.
7: Um, you know, it was late in the game, and uh, both teams were seven. Uh, but uh, we just uh, we were we were finally <laughs> playing playing kids more our size. Uh, but uh, you know, we we were just able to try to run our power game. Uh, we were down, uh, I guess it was 35 to nothing at that time. And, um, and we just, uh, you know, again, we just were able to try to find, uh, we ran some powers and, uh, uh, on both sides of the, the, the side or both sides, uh, left and right. And, and, uh, Caleb Brown we got, uh, got, got free a couple of times and was able to get down there. And Michael Burke was able to stick one in on a, uh, on a dive play. Um, but, again, I mean, we were – it was, um, you know, it was back in whenever both both teams had, had, had already soaked, and uh, it was about in the middle of the uh, fourth quarter.
1: I know you were hoping for a home playoff game, but what an accomplishment for this Jackson County program that you've now made the playoffs in Class 1A, Class 2A, Class 3A. You still have clinched a playoff berth, and, uh, Coach, you still got a shot at the number three seed. How important do you feel like that Stratford game on the 29th is going to be?
7: Oh, it's huge. I mean, anytime you can improve your seeding, you've got a better opportunity and a better chance of uh, surviving in that first round. And, uh, you know, we're, and I I just don't see no quit in my kids. Uh, I think that we'll come back, uh, you know, on Monday and um, and go back to work and, and, you know, first we're going going to travel to Cumberland County uh, and, I mean, that's, that's, and that's, that's the next game on our schedule. And so that's the most important game that we've got right now. And then, you know, we'll worry about Stratford here in two weeks. But, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for my kids because none of these kids on this football team have ever, uh, made the playoffs. So I'm, 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 I'm happy for them, uh, what, what, the, for what they've done. And, uh, you know, our, our student body's been excited uh you know it's been it's been a fun year uh and just hope that uh you know we can continue this thing out and, and and get better next week uh and and hopefully uh you know when that like i said on that last game of the year we can improve our seating and uh and see what what holds in the playoffs
1: well, Coach Loftus, you say a lot of things, and I know you mean, okay. that really stands out to me. Your kids are having fun. They're working hard. They're enjoying the game of football. They've got great opportunities now getting into the playoffs for the first time. Very exciting times for the Jackson County Blue Devil Football Program. Coach, we wish you the best of luck next week at Cumberland County and throughout the rest of the season.
7: Thank you very much.
1: Be sure to catch our interview with York Institute Head Football Coach Carrie Johnson on ucsportsnation.com, York Institute Falling last night at home to Gibbs, 41-13. to Looking ahead to Week 10 in the Upper Cumberland, Upperman will be taking on Walker Valley. DeKalb County will be taking on good pasture as uh, most teams will be stepping out of region play for next week. It will be Stone Memorial traveling up to take on Kingston. Kingston 7-1 on the season. Macon County and Smith County, the Tigers and the Owls, have a, a good rivalry going on. They'll play one another next, next week as well monterey travels down to bledsoe county it will be cookville traveling over to murfreesboro to take on a high scoring blackman team york institute will host undefeated clay county it'll be warren county traveling down to franklin county and in other games to look for next week jackson county will be at cumberland county and the cannon county lions who've been red hot of late will have a bye next Friday night. We want to thank our on-site producer, Franklin McCarthy, for all of his hard work here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. For our studio producer, Will Hearn, back at the studios, we thank him as well. And for all the listeners out there, thank you for joining the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. ucsportsnation.com.